0: Love Talk Radio. Whoa, Peace Sisters, the show that features six and seven figure earning women of color, tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcased the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the Professional Black Woman Association. You can visit us at www.thepbwa.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six and seven figure earning women of color. Our purpose is twofold. First, to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, to edify, promote, acknowledge, or just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hardnett, your host, broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is Monday, July 12, 2010, and I hope you. You are as excited about your future as I am, because I want you to know it is very bright. And you know, we are here every week at the same time, Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so spread the word. Before we go any further, everybody knows we've been doing this now for seven months, and you got to say it with us. If this is your first time tuning into our show, we have coined this our slogan for the year of 2010, so you got to say it with us. Everybody say it together. Come on now. Here's to 2010, the this? Year ever. That's right. We're declaring it. We're wearing it out. So you got to join in with us. You got to say it like you mean it. If you're at work, you can whisper it. You can pretend like you're shouting. But I want you, if you're in your car, shout it to the top of your lungs. Here's to 2010, the best year ever. All right. Well, today is a very special day. We are so excited. Man, it is our first year anniversary. What an amazing time it has been, and how amazing time flies. I just have to right now pause and just extend a very, very special thank you to Cheryl Broussard and the Money Lady Judith Stevens, who was, uh, they were our first guest. On our show, we started out interviewing two individuals um, per show, and we moved to one per show. And uh, I just want to just say thank you to those special ladies and also to you, the listener. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your wonderful comments over the year. And just thank you for tuning in on a weekly basis. I tell you to show our appreciation. We have a treat for you this month. When I tell you the last day, of the month, the last show, which is July 26th. Not only do we have a very powerful guest by Ms. Sonya Williams, she went from a GED to millions, uh, but uh, not only do we have her, but we are giving away some grand prizes. So if you are tuning in to our archives um, right now, you want to make sure you make plans to be live on our show July 26th. That's Monday, July 26th, because we have some. Very, very special giveaways that you want to be able to call in and have the opportunity to win for yourself. And now we also are celebrating the launch of our publishing company this summer uh, with Wealthy Sisters Media Group, and in conjunction with Carmel Coast Enterprises, the Professional Black Writer, and the Black Poet Circle, Wealthy Sisters Media Group has a short Story contest. Now, get this, ladies and gentlemen. The grand prize is $1. $1,000 $1,000 and a publishing deal and a whole lot more. So if you want to stay tuned for the details. We'll be running the commercial today on the show. Uh, you can go to www.theprofessionalblackwriter for all the details and go ahead and enter this contest because the last day is August 20th and that's a celebration of the Wealthy Sisters Media Group 1 year. So we're excited about that. Now you hear and you've heard our strategy what our goals, what our plans are as far as helping to empower, uplift, and inspire women. And we want to know what's your strategy. Do you have one? Are you trying to figure it out? Well, that's what our very dynamic guest, Miss Cornelia Shipley, today can help you determine. So we want you right now to call everybody you know and tell them that we have the phenomenal Miss Shipley on the line today. You need to dial three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight. Have everybody go to the website Wealthy sisters.com you can also remember to mark us as your favorite so that you will get that reminder about an hour before the show starts so you definitely want to tune in today now listen this is her awesome bio what is your strategy she's going to help you find this out miss cornelia shipley she has partnered i guess in 2000 i should say in 2006 Cornelia partnered with several colleagues to create 3C Consulting LLC, a human capital management firm specializing in executive coaching and strategic. Planning, With a desire to make a significant difference in the lives of others, she expanded the scope of her work to help entrepreneurs and individuals leverage strategic planning principles to create the balance and abundance they desire in every area of their lives. Don't you love her already? She reaches thousands of professionals each year during her workshops. Coaching, consulting, and speeching engagements with organizations across businesses, industry, and academia, including General Motors, Hewlett-Packard, Edward Jones, University of Michigan, Duke University, and among others. Often asked by clients how she created the balance and abundance she has in her life, Cornelia created Spend your day your way—a workshop designed to help you strategically plan for your life and work. In 2010, she launched Your Desire by Design, a coaching program enabling you to have a life beyond balance. Wow! In addition to this strategic planning opportunities, Cornelia continues her work with executives and entrepreneurs to lead their businesses in the 21st century. So, after this short break. We are going to hear from none other than the dynamic Miss Cornelia Shipley, so stay tuned.
0: Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, The Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at com. That's T H E. B-A-T-I-E, group.com. Or call the baby Group at 877-264-7699. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse: A Tale of Men, published by Thermal Coast publishing Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009.
1: We are live back on The Wealthy Sisters, I'm Deborah Hardin, and our very special guest today is Ms. Cornelia Shipley of 3 c Consulting, we're happy to have her here, it is a human capital management firm specializing in executive coaching and strategic planning. So get your pens, get your paper, get ready, I want you to give an official welcome to Ms. Cornelia Shipley. Hi, Hi, Cornelia, how are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you? And happy anniversary. Thank you.
2: Thank you. We're doing great. Thank you so much for celebrating this awesome
1: day with us. Well, I was
2: so pleased that you would ask me to be your special guest on your first anniversary show. So it is certainly my honor and privilege to be here with you today.
1: Yes, yes. Well, we, you know what? We are so proud to have you here. And I know right now you've been in dual cities. Where are you? Are you in my hometown today or are you in Detroit area today?
2: I am in Atlanta today.
1: All right, all right.
2: Well, wave hello to everybody and
1: tell them this Grady baby said I love you. <laughs> all right, I will definitely do that. <laughs> See, you, you, you got to know, only real natives of Atlanta know what that Grady Baby means. So, you know, anybody that's try to tell you, oh, I'm from Atlanta, I say, if you don't know what Grady Baby means, then you're really not from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we are just so excited, as I said, to have you on our show today. Your background is just so powerful. And what we like to do on Wealthy Sisters, we like to really just – be able to relate to our guest is because we have such an awesome audience. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about where you grew up and and then we can take it from to the dynamic things that you are doing today?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think I have a pretty – common and a relatable story. I started my, um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, in the city, and um, I'm a graduate of Cass Technical High School, so what's up technicians, any technicians uh-huh. listening today? <laughs> and uh, uh, graduated, and before I ever set foot on the campus of the University of Michigan where I got my undergrad, I started interning with an organization called Inroads, roads and mm-hmm. uh, wound up working for uh, Procter & Gamble Distributing Company, which was like the best opportunity for an 18-year-old, you know, we, we got to travel and got a company car and was was on this quote-unquote right path early. And so I, uh, I went ahead and, and finished up my degree in, in communications from U of M and went and started working for P&G and uh, worked there until 2000. And I had a pretty decent career, you know, I got, kept getting promoted, got new assignments between every – 8 to 12 months and kept um kind of moving my way up and um but wasn't happy. You know, wasn't happy, wasn't fulfilled, um didn't feel like I was really contributing my purpose. And so Decided I was going to leave the organization back when they were um, trying to get folks out, when the stock price went from $150 a share to 50 and they were giving away wow. packages to have people leave, the ex- leave and exit the organization. And so I was like, check, please. I'll take one of those checks. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and ran back to graduate school. And so I went down wow. to Southern Methodist University and got an MBA um, in management consulting and strategy. I spent a semester abroad in Australia. And traveled all over that region of the world while I was there, and was part of the global leadership program in the NBA program, and so I got the chance to spend some time in Asia as well, and it was an amazing experience. But uh, I still wasn't ready to. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat stuff to do, right? Was, Go to Asia yeah, and Australia. Under okay. <laughs> And so I, you know, so I, I got back to the United States. The only reason I, I think I came back, I was in Australia my last semester, and uh, I had folks coming in from all over to Dallas to watch me walk across the stage. And I think had had they not shown up, I might not have come back. But, uh <laughs> I graduated and went to go work for two other companies, um, Raytheon Company and General Mills. And in 2006, um, I had some interesting things happen. My mother had been a sufferer of um, severe back problems. She has two herniated discs, and she's a breast cancer survivor. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer just before I got my last promotion at General Mills. And like a good mom, she said, you go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, while my mother was getting breast cancer treatment. And in the midst of that, I got a phone call, um, and my mother called to tell me that my dad had, had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm sitting here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, needing to get back to Michigan, and there's that wonderful saying, you can't get there from here, literally. You can't get to D- Detroit from Albuquerque, New Mexico. It takes a couple steps. Mm-hmm. So by the time by the time I got home, 12 hours later, I was like, this is just not going to work. This is just really not going to work. And so um, that June, I started working with my senior management team to figure out what was going to be right for me and what was going to be right for the organization. And so in October of 2006, I left General Mills. And... Um, decided that I needed to do something different to create the balance and abundance I needed in my life in a way that was going to allow me to be present for my family. And Mm -hmm. so off I went. And I came back to Michigan and um, partnered with some colleagues of mine and went on to get my um, professional certified coach credential from um, the International Coach Federation and leveraged, you know, all of the great work I was able to do at, you know, three pretty good companies, General Mills, Procter & Gamble, and Raytheon, to really create a strategic planning process that, from what everyone tells me, that gets a chance to go through it, works for both organizations and individuals. And so now I spend a good portion of my time either facilitating strategic planning sessions with corporations or in coaching sessions with executives or working in front of the room, keynote speaking about the tools it takes to be able to strategically plan for your life and work. And I'm having a great time.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, what an amazing background experience. And I love the way you actually put it all together and uh, have been able to do that for yourself. Now, did you have an idea along the way that you eventually wanted to do this for yourself? I mean, I know you you kind of came up with this idea, it looks like, through necessity, of um, a, a warning or your desire to be closer to family, but did you
2: have some type of inkling that you would step out on your own one day? Well, what I what I knew was that. From a, from an early age, I knew that I wasn't necessarily happy in corporate America because I started in corporate America so early in my life.
1: Right, right. And
2: um, you know, my prayer was, okay, Lord, I get that thirty years is a blink in your eye. <laughs> so okay, if you but want it's me the to whole time in mind. <laughs> it's a, right, exactly, exactly. I said, but if you really want me to be here for thirty years, great. If not, uh-huh. my request is that you allow this opportunity and these experiences to continue to set me up for what it is you're really calling me to do. And I believe, you know, as women, we have the real power to speak life into the lives of our children. And my mother did that for me.
1: And what my mother
2: said when I was very young was she was committed that my life make a significant difference in the world. And I think that the only way that um, God had the desire and design for me to do that is to do the work that I'm doing today. And so I think between, you know, Jesus and my mama, (laughs) they got together and figured it out. And it was up to me to really, to listen, because before, I went back to get my MBA, I, had, I knew before I went back to go work for Raytheon or General Mills that I wasn't going to be in corporate America forever. I didn't know what it was going to look like, and I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew it was coming. And so mm-hmm. I looked at the opportunities and the assignments that I had in corporate, corporate America as an opportunity to really prepare myself to be ready to go out on my own.
1: That's that's so important. So you were thinking ahead of time. That's why you're obviously so good with helping people determine what their strategy is. First of all, the point that we need to have a strategy. I think that's one of the things we often miss. I know in my background, in my past, um, just having that strategic plan. I, I've always been um a creative person and can come up with the great ideas, but the strategy is so important what would you suggest for uh individuals who are maybe in that transition point uh in their lives or they could be still working uh in corporate america or they could be in a different business now and perhaps maybe want to take some of those skills that they're using in that current business or in corporate america what strategy would you tell them to use in order to determine you know what their next step would be
2: you know I think the first thing you have to do is get clear, because mm-hmm. there's so many of us that walk around unclear. We just mm-hmm. don't. We think we know what we want. We're caught up in what other people tell us we should want. Um, we're 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 buying into things that aren't consistent with what we really value. And so I always start my clients, whether they're corporate clients, corporations or individuals, uh, with what are, what's really important to you. What are your values, and are you doing work, and living in a way that's consistent with that. Mm -hmm. And I like to have people reconnect with their desires. So Mm -hmm. what did you want when you were little? Mm -hmm. What do you want now? And, Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, what are the limitations that you have, and are they real or imagined? You know, like Mm -hmm. that commercial, is it me or is it Mm Memorex? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, are they real? Are they real limitations? Or are they limitations that you're imposing on yourself to keep you safe and comfortable.
1: Well, with your background, your experience dealing with your clients, the limitations, I love this quote you know, the only limit is our belief system. Uh, right. Have you found that the limitations in most cases is that? It's just the, the belief system and what we believe we can yep. do and capable of?
2: Absolutely. It's, it's your limiting, limiting beliefs coupled with your internal talk or the story you tell yourself. You know, we we tell ourselves stories all the time. Human beings are what I like to call meaning-making machines. And so we turn everything into a story. You know, I got caught in traffic so that, you know, I wouldn't get in a car accident. You know, we make meaning out of everything. and so, Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, we, do? we say it all the time. Yes. God spared me. I got caught in traffic, and I was spared. Hallelujah, right? Yes. That's yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's not true because there have been many a day I have been in a car saying, Lord, you must have a purpose for this traffic. So I understand. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I understand. But we are. We're meaning-making machines. And so sometimes we make meaning that works for us, i.e., <laughs> God is blessing me by being stuck in this traffic, or we make up stories that don't work for us. I can't do this. I'm a single mom. I, you know, I only had a GED. I, you know, whatever the story is, and we take that on like it's true. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Like it's we true. internalize it. Right.
2: Right. We don't. That's right. We
1: we don't know the difference. It becomes right. a reality for us. What that's what right. can a person really determine? You know, because I I just I, I love the practical application. Uh, that's everything that we talk about. What what is it that a person can really do to recognize that they are in that state of 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 I guess self limiting or they are self sabotaging or, or whatever. Um, maybe that's the wrong term to use in this context. But how can a person determine that is the problem, and how can they move forward from that? What what, what is something that they could do? An exercise, perhaps.
2: Absolutely. Well, I, th- I think the first thing you can do is, is start to take a look at the results you're getting in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so so if if you're not living and examining the life, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to know what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. So the first the first step is you know on this on this rat race called life, on this on this hamster wheel we mm-hmm. live on. Take a second and actually get off the wheel. <laughs> get off the wheel and and take a minute. However, you know, I work with clients around around this in lots of different ways. I've got clients who are visual folks who need to pull images, who actually go through magazines and pull images around where, where their thoughts and feelings are today. I have clients who will journal about that. I have clients who will um, express in all kinds of um spoken and written word form to talk, write stories about it. So whatever is the modality that best works for you, to start to get clear and get out what your story is about yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you telling yourself? You know, one of the exercises I, I recently did was to start with your life story, right, and you take it in 10-year blocks. And you say, what happened? Mm-hmm. What did you What did you have what happened mean? What's the belief you walked away with? Does it work for you? And if it doesn't, what do you want to do about it?
1: Mm. What happened? What's the belief you walked away with?
2: Right, so mm. what happened? So something happened, and then what did you say about what happened? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So between zero and ten, stuff happened to you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then you you had that mean something. What did you say about it? You said I'm smart. I'm stupid. I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you you took that belief, and that mm-hmm. belief is now acting in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now the question is: Do you, does that belief work for you, or not?
1: Mm-hmm. If it
2: works for you, keep it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work for you, then let's talk about how you start to change it. Well, the first what do they say in AA? The first step to. Um, uh, changing a situation is acknowledging you have a problem, right? right? So let's acknowledge that if we use the example I said before, you've been telling yourself you were stupid. Right. Well, we can start right there by stopping that particular behavior. Right. Right. And beginning to talk about, okay, so where in your life are you smart? What, in the, what are the things in your life that you do do well? Where are the ways and what are the things that people in your life tell you that they appreciate about you? And start to come from that asset model instead of that deficit model.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. The asset model instead of the deficit model. Now, when a person is at that point of does it work, and there is a, there is a, a difference, yes, Um, I I guess you would agree, on the the dues that you have to pay, the process that that comes into it, your uh, seeds that you're sowing. How can a person determine whether, okay, this is a time that I just need to let this go and maybe take my skills and put it in something else, or uh, I need to stay right here, stay in this mode, so that I can have um, reap the rewards of the seeds I've been sowing, you, you, you understand what I'm asking is I,
2: th- I think more? so and if if I don't answer your question and we, mm-hmm. we can try again, how about that, that <laughs> good. so so I, I think you know if, if I, the way that i would I would articulate your question is, how do I know when it's time to go? right? You know how do I know when um, whether it's in a relationship? or it's in a job, how do I know when it's time to go?
1: Or in a business, let's say in a business that, that we're talking about, and there are steps that we've been doing. I've been working at this for five years. I've been doing this for six years, and we all know that there's a process before you can actually see your growth before you Absolutely. can see your success. So how do we determine the difference between this is the process that it takes or this is something, this is a dead horse and it is not coming back alive. I need to do something else. Something different. Well, here's mm-hmm. what
2: I will say. My, my belief is that we all know.
1: Mm-hmm. We all know.
2: You mm-hmm. know, And so, so it's, a, in my mind, a question of are you listening to your own still, small voice? Mm-hmm. Because that voice will not lead you astray Mm -hmm. it won't it's designed it's it's designed perfectly to protect and guide you and so to the degree that you will listen to it great to the degree that you won't you're going to cause yourself some heartache and so I think um fundamentally so that's the because I believe success is a head game Okay, and so if you're not listening to your head, if you're not listening to your gut, if you're not listening to your intuition, you're not going to be successful. But externally, what are some of the, the inclinations that you can get? Well, you know, if you're going to start a, a car manufacturing company in today's economic times with car sales the way they are, you probably know that's probably a bad decision. you right. got to take a look at what are the internal and external factors what's going on with your stakeholder communities in your business, and are you really understanding the needs of your customer base so that you can continue to meet those needs? Because you may, not, you may have a great idea, you may not be packaging it properly. I was working with a client yesterday who is a coach. She's, she's a, a, a master certified coach, actually. And she was talking about her struggles with a new program she's launching. And I asked her this question. I said, so connect to the program that you're launching to the problem you've already identified for your target market. And she couldn't do that. And so we worked around what were the connectors between those two things. And she's now off executing a plan to communicate to her target market how this new program she's offering actually connects to a need that they have. And more often than not, we may have a good idea, but we haven't figured out how to package that idea in a way that communicates to our target market that this is something that they want and need and should have.
1: That is so true. I mean, that is so true. The the marketing aspect of it, we talk about that a lot when we talk about the the fundamentals of business and how people, um, once we start a business, how important it is to plan for uh, marketing and the strategies and the consultation that's around that. A lot of times we think that uh, we have that skill set. Whatever that particular business that we're doing, we think that's enough. We plan for that. If you're opening the restaurant, you only think about the actual lease and how much it's going to cost for you to get equipment. But that whole marketing and packaging piece uh, is so important because the burden is on us to prove and to share with the world that we have a great product. That is so true.
2: That's exactly right. Whatever, Whatever business you're in, you're not in that business. You're in the business of marketing that business. That's right.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I always <laughs> it share with people, it that doesn't matter. Like sales. That's right. Yep. It's because once you're in business for yourself, you are a- That's right. And you That's have right. to begin to embrace the whole concept of selling, or else you won't, right. you won't have anything there. Wow. I tell you,
2: this is awesome.
1: This is our anniversary show. Our very special guest today is Miss Cornelia Shipley, and we are discussing some awesome things about getting your strategy together. We're going to take a short break and come back and dive into some more details of uh, what she has in store for the future as well. Stay tuned. We're live here on Wealthy Sisters.
3: Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your products and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placements. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today.
0: Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander & Associates, Incorporated toll-free, at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net
3: Calling all authors. Are you bursting with a story that's waiting to be read? Then enter the first annual Professional Black Writer Short Story Contest. Brand prize $1,000, a publishing deal, and much more additional information, visit us on the web at theprofessionalblackwriter.com.
1: We are live back on The Wealthy Sisters. Our special guest today is Miss Cornelia Shipley with 3C Consulting, LLC, a human capital management firm, and we're talking about setting up and preparing your strategy for success. Today, we also want to remind you that you can visit us at any time at com. that's S-I-S-T-A-S.com. You can catch our archive shows, this show as well. And we uh, are just talking again with Ms. Shipley about your strategy. And want wanted to kind of get a, a, another idea uh, from you about maybe what advice you give to individuals as far as preparing um, their strategies for success.
2: A couple things. One, I think you've got to be clear about what you're committed to. Mm-hmm. and that you're willing to follow through on commitment. One of the things I work with clients about all the time, especially um, folks that spend the day with me either as an individual or in an organization strategically planning, before we get down to business, there's there's the whole question of, are you committed to taking the actions necessary to make what you say you want to have happen in your life and business actually happen? Because otherwise we're having just a nice conversation. Mm. We're just having a conversation. Committed? Yes, yes. Mhm. What are you the know, indications
1: that a person is committed? To tell us what, what a does per- committed look like. <laughs>
2: well, to to me what commitment looks like is, is saying I will do whatever it takes. If that means I'm starting a new business and for the first six months I need to invest in it and work work in McDonald's. Pe- People always say they want to own a McDonald's franchise, right? Well, the first right. step in that is 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 you know fries on three, right? <laughs> you know exactly. That? So so I, I'm willing I'm willing to humble myself and and stand next to a 15 year old and fry some French fries um, right. to get to my ultimate dream of owning a McDonald's franchise, and that. That humbling experience, that, that sweat equity, that work, you know, we talk about overnight successes all the time. I'm sure, Deborah, there are folks who've said to your mom, Deborah's just an overnight success. How does she wind up? She's got, you know, all these great things going on with her and it seems like it happened overnight. You know good and well it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: you know, oh, no. You know you good and well it didn't happen
2: overnight. You right. got committed and you said, now, what are the things that I have to do? And am I willing to make the connections necessary to do and have what I say I want to have? I have a client who used to live in Michigan. He moved out of state because Michigan was a declining market. He's now moved to a, a market that's much better for his business. And his business has tripled. Now, everybody in his family thought he was crazy. You can't leave Michigan. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. How are you going to leave us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, what's in the best interest of my business is for me to move it.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
2: did that. And so you've got to be willing to fully commit. And I think where most, where most business owners mess up is that they, they try, but they don't commit. They don't commit,
1: right. right. They don't commit. Right. They, that's, that's right. That's right. Even using that word try is is a big no-no. I mean, you're right. already setting yourself up for failure if we're using that terminology that I'm going to try that's right. to do this. That's right. What's the to difference? say?
2: There's do or do not. There is no try.
1: Exactly. 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 So I love that, you know, being committed to what you say that you're going to do and being willing to do whatever it takes to, to make it happen. The strategies that you put in place for your clients or, or some of the things that we've shared, is this something that uh, or the planning process, shall we say, will this work for everyone or is this just unique to a few people?
2: Absolutely. It it has it has broad application. I mean, if you take a standard tool like a SWOT analysis, right? There's that's a standard strategic planning tool. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And, you know, anyone can use that tool. What are your internal strengths and weaknesses? What are your external opportunities and threats? You could use that for a business. You can use it for your personal career in, cor- in corporations. You can use it for your love life. You can use it for whatever, right? Right. <laughs> and, really, and really start to think about, okay, so what, what are my strengths and am I leveraging them? Back to that whole notion of an asset or a deficit model. Are you, are you leveraging your strengths in the delivery of your business model? Or are you saying, I'm going to start this business, whatever that business is, and I'm going to be the jack of all trades? We, we all know we can't do everything well. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's they say, master of none, right? Jack of all mm-hmm. trades, master of none. So you've got to be able to say, here are the things I do well, and then hire good people to support you in doing the rest of the stuff.
1: Wow. Hiring the good people. (laughs) How do you get to that point? Because, you know, we hear all the time, there's
2: nobody good out here. How do I find somebody good? Well, with all the layoffs that have happened in this this country in particular, there are a lot of good people out there. There are a lot of good people out there. And I think... You know, as, as women especially, we are creative individuals, and so we can come up with creative ways to get the resources that we need to have our business be successful. You know, I've got a client who um, hired an out-of-work MBA as a personal assistant. This person does everything from her Excel spreadsheets for her business to her laundry.
1: Hmm. A personal assistant who was MBA, now she's doing MBA for that's her right. day. See, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. And, and what
2: happened was the woman, you know, lost her job, got clear that she really wanted the opportunity and the ability to um, spend more time with her children, and so she works a flexible schedule. She comes to my client's house three days a week for a couple of hours a week and is paid very nominally. But uh-huh. she's keeping her skills up, and it's working for her in this economy. Now, that's not everybody's story. But right. you can come up with creative ways to get the things that you need for your business. I have, I have another client who has lots of um, arrangements where they swap services. So, you know, I'm a coach, I'm writing a book, and you're a publisher. So I'll coach you if you publish my book. Right. You know, there are all kinds of ways, there are all kinds of ways that you can be creative to begin to offer the product or service you're offering in the marketplace as a piece of equity to get what you need, especially in a service business. You you know, that is so true. And
1: and I love that piece that you're talking about because it, it talks about the partnering aspect I remember um, years ago when I worked for a company in their marketing uh, department, and that was my first idea of seeing the concept or understanding the concept of co-branding. It was Mm -hmm. a a large food uh, distributor, and they would do a lot of events, or they would have a lot of advertising promotions with the vendors that they distributed the food for. And Mm -hmm. I was having this conversation just the other day with someone, as a matter of fact, I've been happening a lot, that that's something we should be doing anyway uh, as as small business owners because when you talk about leveraging the strengths and the talents and our our, uh, investments, just think about how much more uh, territory we could cover with that if we did look at that partnership aspect of it.
2: That's exactly right. I mean, you, we yeah. all are, what, six degrees of separation? So, you know, you oh, yeah, get the right, and I'm thinking it's right, less than that. <laughs> yeah, right. the
1: Facebook it's and everything, is less than that now. It has to be. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. So the question becomes, What? how can we enter into a relationship that's mutually beneficial? And more often than not, folks aren't willing to have that conversation because we say, you know, we want the full pie for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you know, 100% of nothing is still nothing.
1: Exactly. Say it
2: again. You know, 100% of nothing is still nothing.
1: That's right. So That's right.
2: It's, it's going to put you in a better position to be able to share the wealth, so to speak, so that you can actually grow the business or have the life that you really want. You know, and I think, I think too many of us, especially when we're going into business, think if I share it, that means I'm going to not be able to control it. Well, that's not true. You know, you enter, you enter, you enter into agreements that mm-hmm. work for both parties. Mm-hmm. And to the degree that it doesn't work for both parties, there's no agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you have to. If, if, if you come to me, Deborah, and say, Cornelia, I'd like you to be an author on, on the publishing portion of the business, we're going to have a conversation about that. And if right. we come to mutual agreement, great. If we don't come to mutual agreement, no harm, no foul.
1: Exactly. You know,
2: and I think part of it is, part of the reason why there is harm and foul in business is because people don't begin with their end in mind. They don't begin thinking about, okay, what is the long-term relationship I want to have with this person? They enter into conversations as transactions, not as relationship-building tools.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say so that
2: again. So what is
1: We enter into it as a transaction. One Not as you
2: know. That's right. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. Not as a relationship-building tool. So, you know, I, I've we've known each other for, what, about a year and a half now? Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And this is the first time we've done anything together. That doesn't mean that we haven't talked about other stuff because we have. That's and that right. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I haven't tried to be helpful to you and vice versa. This was right. the day that it that all the stars aligned and we got to be able to come and and like I like to say play together for an hour. Um, exactly. But it, we did it in such a way that at the end of the conversations I still liked you and you still liked me. Exactly. And there are many there are many times when people will say, well, you know, This didn't work, and she didn't want to be a part of my program, or she didn't want this, or she didn't want that. And then they say, well, that's it, I'm done, because they they don't look at the bigger picture. It may not have been the right opportunity. It may not have been the right time. It may just not have worked, or the person may not have fully seen what the potential of the opportunity was. I mean, mm-hmm. they say all the time in marketing that you've got to be able to get your message in front of somebody at least seven times before they're going to want to buy it, whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know, You're so right. to think – right. So to think that somebody's just going to jump on board immediately, yeah, there's some people who will do that. But, you know, you have to have there's – a, there's a great principle. I think it's a BNI and i principle, Business Networking International, that talks about – Be getting visibility and credibility, which will lead to your profitability. Well, your visibility and your credibility happens in relationship, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know how to effectively manage the relationships in your life, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to have the business or life you really want. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: You know, it's so important. It it, it speaks to vision that uh, a person has to have and you can absolutely tell um if you are if someone is in business and they lack vision because like you're saying they can only see what's happening right in front of them and not what this is going to lead to. Um you know even in taking let's say you're taking a deal and you decide to do a contract for someone offering some type of service, well if you you know if you offer them a discount now, you never know where that where where that service is going to lead to, what, how they are connected with other people that need the resources that you offer so that that is so true. What else would you say, or how would you say how important vision is? In, um, for a person to have vision as a business owner?
2: Well, I think, you know, uh, the scriptural, there's a scriptural principle that I think really applies. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Oh, well, yeah. where there is no vision, <laughs> so will the <a> business perish. <laughs> and, and so you've got to be clear. You know, I talk about it this way. What is your desired outcome, mm-hmm. and how do we now create an action plan designed to deliver your desired outcome so when i strategically plan with people we we get to what's their desire initially and then we come up with some designed outcomes because initially they don't necessarily know what 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 it is fully they have a picture but they haven't painted a clear picture normally so we're clear we're clear about what the designed outcome is and now let's go and engineer to that outcome You know, Mm -hmm. there's a wonderful book um, by Wayne Dyer called The Power of Intention.
1: Oh, yes. Mm -hmm.
2: And the truth of the matter is we are at cause in our lives, and what we pay attention to will expand. And so to the degree that you focus on prosperity and joy and love and abundance, that's what's going to show up in your life. And to the Mm -hmm. degree that you can start to shift your story and say, you know what, today might be a bad minute, but the next two minutes have the potential to be great. Even if you don't believe it, but you start telling yourself that, you'll be amazed to see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll be amazed to see what happens.
1: Because we we attract what's in us, the law of attraction. That's exactly it right. Is- No no doubt about that. What are some steps that um, people can use or individuals can use to help build relationships? You know, we we, we know that uh, just because you might not be that person that's been a talkative person or extrovert or what have you, but it's okay. You can learn those behaviors. What would you suggest maybe three things a person can do to learn how to build relationships in business
2: Well, I think the first thing is there's a principle that says givers gain. And so in conversations, when you're you're talking to folks, it's important that as much as you're looking for how they can be of contribution to you, that you leave committed to being of contribution to them in some way. Mm -hmm. So how can you help this other person achieve their goals? That's, that's mm-hmm. one thing. I think a second thing is to really hone your listening skills and, and listen not only for what um, your networking client is saying or your networking contact is saying, but also what they're not saying so that you can start to really probe and create meaningful relationships. Part of what's happened in the social media age is people have say, well, I've got a bajillion friends on Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. well, who do you have a relationship with? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not, a, it's not enough that you've got these people who have friended you or liked you or whatever. You actually have to be able to have one-on-one conversation with them. And for people who are not extroverted, it's a great way to say, hey, can I spend 15, 20 minutes talking to you? I'm interested in your story. I heard you on blog talk radio today, whatever. And you can start to – people love to tell their stories. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. why you probably have no problems booking guests for this show because people love to tell their story. Exactly. So showing an showing an interest in in this this person and in what they're up to really creates an opportunity for you to express and and demonstrate your commitment to them, which usually, not always, but usually will garner their commitment to you. Mhm, mhm. Those help? are some
1: great tips. Oh yeah, those are some excellent tips. And I'm glad you brought that up because yes, you're right. Um, people are willing to share their stories, and, and particularly, we our purpose of this show is, you know, like we said first, is always to inspire our audience. But second is to provide that platform for our sisters who are not promoted. Uh, in the in the mass media, we, we don't find that. As a matter of fact, I, I say it all the time. I've been saying it recently. When we came up with the concept to do the show, um, I got pushback from some people that were saying, well, you know, you'll run out of people. It's not enough. It's not enough. Six-figure or seven-figure earning women of color, and I tell you, it's been a year, and I have. I mean, I, I'm just getting started. So you're right. You're right about that as well. Well, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters with the dynamic Miss Cornelia Shipley. We're going to take a short break. Come back, and we'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, what you have in store for the future, and how people can actually get in contact with you. Well, because I tell you, you have a wealth of knowledge that uh, we definitely want individuals to tap into. So hold tight, we'll be right back here live on Wealthy Sisters.
0: Are you an entrepreneur who is always running out of time?
1: Do you wish you had more hours in a day? My name is Rita Cartwright, and I'm a virtual assistant and owner of RJ's Word Processing Services. Start using your time wisely by outsourcing your administrative tasks to me, your virtual assistant. For more information, contact me today, toll free at 866-651-3073, or visit my website at rjswordprocessing.com. All right. Yes, we are here live on Wealthy Sisters, and we want to let you hear this special announcement about the Winter Summit.
3: Are you seeking stronger
1: partnerships to leverage your strengths?
3: Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winner's Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th, and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world. We provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewinnerssummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805.
1: That's right, the Winter Summit is March 18th and 19th, 2011, and those days will be here before you know it. Today we are announcing the awesome speakers for the Winter Summit. We're so excited. We've already promoted and let everyone know that we have Miss Alilia Bundles. That is Madame C.J. Walker's great-great-granddaughter. We also have Miss Laverne Beatty of the Beatty Group. I'll tell you what. And then Miss Darnell Jervy, she's out of the Delaware area. Also, we have none other than Miss Linda Clemens. And we have a special guest that we will be announcing here by the end of the week as well. Also, um, we have Ms. Tanya Morrison, who is in the Maryland, D.C. area. She's an attorney, and she's going to be sharing some phenomenal facts about how to have your business safeguarded for success. So those are our key speakers for the Winter Summit. We're excited about it. I'm telling you, and we've got more things to come. We've got a lot of prizes we're giving away, and we're going to have franchise um, opportunities. We're also spending uh, a piece on professional career development for those individuals who are as continuing on in the corporate America world and are interested in going and climbing that corporate ladder, breaking that glass ceiling, well, we have some phenomenal things in store for you that can help you do that. So visit us at www.thewintersummit.com. Now, Miss Cornelia Shipley, how can we get in contact with you and get more of your great information?
2: Well, the easiest way is to visit www.corneliashipley. That's C-O-R-N-E-L-I-A-S-H-I-P-L-E-Y. dot com, or you can go to the company website. That's three C consult with two C's, so three C-C-O-N-S-U-L-T. dot com. Office number is eight seven seven eight five three. 5, 3, 4, 0, or you can email me at cornelia at com.
1: All right. That's beautiful. So now also we know that you have a special project that you just launched this year. I love the title of it, By Design Coaching. Tell us what what that is.
2: Absolutely. So bydesigncoach.com, uh, if you go there, you will see there is a practice development mastermind. We're uh, actually in the midst of this session right now. The next session starts in September. And it is designed for um, coaches and consultants who do coaching work in their practices. So even if you're um, a tax accountant, as an example, and you do some coaching around taxes with your clients, it might be something that works for you. And it's divided into three modules, the first of which is all about the International Coach Federation's coaching competencies and how to become an ICF-certified coach. And then the second module is all about marketing. And then the third is all about your back-end business setup, because there are too many people who go into a service business, specifically coaching or consulting, that don't set up the back-end properly and then wind up in a world of trouble. And so, okay. this, <laughs> and so the whole program is designed, it's an accelerated program, it's 12 weeks, it's 12 um, high-content modules and a bunch of coaching and some design days where people have an opportunity to really work on their businesses and call me with their questions and get some on-the-spot coaching. Um, So again, it's www.bydesigncoach.com, and the next session starts in September, and you can go right on the web and register today.
1: Awesome! Awesome! That's wonderful. Now, when you talk about back end, just uh, we like to keep everything in layman's terms because we have a, a wide variety of uh, audience here—a spectrum, shall I say. What What do you mean by
2: that? The back end. Well, there's first of all, is, how's your business set up and structured? So, are you an LLC? Are you an S corporation? Are you a Doing business as, also known as a DBA, under your own social security number. Um, do you outsource all of your work or do you have employees to help you with your business? Um, how do you manage your contracting with both suppliers as well as with your clients? Um, are you going to have um, affiliate opportunities and, and having people sell your product or service on your behalf and what is the structure of that look like? Um, you know, do you need an accountant? When should you hire a virtual assistant? You know, I heard heard the advertisement for Rita Cartwright just earlier. You know, when, when is the point at which you're going to hire a VA? And what do you want them to do? You know, mm-hmm. what are the things that are the right things to be delegating and what are the things that you need to keep for yourself? And what portions of, of the business that you work on should you keep and what portions of the business that you work in should you keep? Back to the whole um emiss book um you know you work on your business and you work in your business and so it's important that those structures be set up in a way that's going to work for you and then there's you know forms that you use repeatedly and processes that you use repeatedly and you know do you use constant contact or mailchimp all of those kinds of back-end things that most folks don't think about um that have to be thought of when you're trying to manage a business. You know, I I happen to be a blogger. I haven't blogged in a while because I was was in the hospital just recently, and so I haven't done it in a while. But there's ways that you can do that and set your blogs up for the next two years. You know, and so are you using the resources available to you to manage your business in a way that lets you have a life while you're creating the business that you want?
1: Yes, it's all about automation using those tools. That's that's that's, that's right. awesome. That's awesome. Now you have right. mentioned a couple of books, some great books. I love that um, Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. You talked about the Eve Myth. Who is that by again?
2: Um, you know what? I I want to say it's Malcolm Gladwell, but I don't. I, hang on, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit to that because I don't want to okay. be wrong. Okay. Okay. So Google okay. is a beautiful thing, right? So, yes. Yes. I mean, what did we
1: go live without Google? How do we ever live without it?
2: I don't know. I don't I'm I'm kinda mad we're advertising them on your show because I know, really, I know, right? They need to they, they need <laughs> to. <laughs> <Scare> <laughs> they certainly didn't, uh they certainly didn't uh pay for advertisement today. I'm trying to see here. So come on Amazon. Let's see here. Um actually you know what? If you just go to E dash the book is by Michael Gerber. That's G E R B E R. Uh-huh. and um, there's the e there's the E-Myth Revisited, um, and the website is just www.e-myth.com.
1: And what is another great book that you suggest um, that business owners read that, that, that help them in their journey?
2: Um, I think the the biggest one for me that certainly has helped me think about how I want to manage my life because my my principle is you know how do you want your life to look work is mm-hmm. just a piece of that <laughs> it shouldn't mm-hmm. be the whole thing and so the mm. book i would recommend is excuse me your life is waiting mm. by, by Lynn Grabhorn it's G R A B H O R N Uh uh-huh uh-huh and and the subtitle is the astonishing power of feeling so back to your question earlier about how do you know when it's time to go yeah connecting to your own intuition and letting that be your guide this is a great book to help you begin to think about some of those things
1: Well, beautiful. Well, I tell you what, you have been a wealth of information. Those who are tuned in right now, make sure you go back, listen to the show, www.wealthysisters.com. We want to say thank you to Miss Cornelia Shipley. You can visit her site at www.corneliashipley.com as well. And we want you to make sure you tune in. Next week we have a media powerhouse. I'm telling you, I am just so honored to interview this young lady. She's been in the, the field for about 30 years, Miss Sheila Brooks. She's out of the D.C. area. You definitely want to tune in. Continue to help us celebrate this month as we just really, really are so grateful for completing one year of our show. So once again, thank you, Cornelia, for an awesome, awesome show today. Thank you for. Thank you for for having me. me. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and stay tuned to more great things to come. This again is Deborah Hartnett, and you all continue to have a super fantastic day.
0: This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by The Professional Black where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hartnett, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time.